Welcome to this episode of Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose with Ellen Barton, where you'll hear thought-provoking discussion, inspirational stories, and get action tips for creating the life of your dreams. Hello and welcome to Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose, a weekly radio show and podcast series where we'll be talking about the secrets behind living an inspired and extraordinary life on the terms that you set for yourself. We've got a lot of great guests coming on this show from across the globe to share their stories and insight with you. So thanks so much for joining us here today. I'm Ellen Barton, and today my guest is Megan Murphy of Megan Murphy Coaching. Megan lives on Cape Cod and has coaching clients from all over the country. She specializes in an area that a lot of us can relate to, effective parenting at all ages, but perhaps especially for teenagers, as that's a time that so many parents struggle with communicating effectively with their kids. About two years ago, Megan started painting inspirational messages on rocks, and she leaves them out in the world for people to find and share. And this hobby grew into the Kindness Rocks Project, which is now a worldwide initiative of people who share inspiration and hope one rock at a time. Megan, thanks so much for being with us on the show today. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about the Kindness Rocks Project and how you got started with that and how it works? Sure. So being a parent coach, um, I work with many families, mothers, fathers. Um, It's not only about parenting. It's for anyone also who has a parent. So pretty much... um, You know, I coach so many people and the overwhelming um, theme that I noticed throughout my clients was that many people were just simply unhappy. There was something in their lives, they couldn't understand what it was and they wanted to change. And having experienced that myself um, during many moments of my life, um, I felt as if I had found something through a hobby that I had started um, that could help other people and the story could help them. So um, I started noticing in my own life that uh, things that I was paying attention to, such as the morning news, were really starting my day um, with negativity and it brought anxiety to my life. And when I started my day that way, I would then go out and I started attaching myself or seeing things that were negative and focusing on them. And so they were actually making me unhappy. And as a result, I knew that I had to change my routine. I had to stop watching the news. I had to start paying attention to things that made me happy. And so that's where the Kindness Rocks Project was born. So Megan, can you describe for our listeners what the Kindness Rocks Project is and what these rocks look like? When I decided that I was going to make a change um, in my morning routine, I decided to turn the television off and I would walk the beaches because I live on Cape Cod which is a place where people come from around the world to walk these beautiful beaches. And so on my walks, I would find these great rocks everywhere. Um, The beach that I walk is called Sandy Neck Beach. However, there is very little sand. It's mostly rocks. (laughs) So I would um, 
pick up these smooth, flat rocks. And, um, you know, as I was walking the beach, I would focus on things that made my life happy. And one of them was now taking these beautiful walks each morning. And I would focus on the things that that made me happy. And for some reason, the rocks were just really beautiful. I would look at them and, you know, many times I'd look for heart-shaped rocks or pieces of sea glass. Of sea glass. And I saw them as, you know, messages. They, they made me happy when I would find them. And they made me feel connected to something, you know, deep inside with me that, that made me happy. And so I thought, how can I help other people? So I started picking up these flat, nice, um, round rocks. And I brought a Sharpie with me and I would leave messages for people and drop them along the beach. Oh, that's really cool. And then did, and then eventually you started getting messages back from people. Yeah. So when I started doing this, it was just something I did secretly um, because it made me feel good. I didn't know who the person would be that would find the rock. I didn't even know if people thought that it would be really weird and strange that somebody was dropping rocks along the beach and they were taking the time to do that. So um, the only person that I shared with um, that I was doing this was my 15 year old daughter. And I kind of approached her like, is it kind of weird, hon, that your mom drops rocks on the beach? And she said, what? And I told her what I had done and she thought it was really neat. And she said, mom, you know what? You should put a hashtag on the back of each rock. And then that way, the people that find the rock will be able to contact you through the hashtag. And so not knowing anything about hashtags and social media. I said, great, show me how to do that. And so that's where it started. And I started to receive hundreds of messages from people that had stumbled across one of the rocks and, and they shared stories about what each rock meant to them. Oh, that's really, really cool. So um, where have your rocks traveled to so far? So really interesting. Um, the rocks are all over the world and that's not because I'm traveling the world, dropping them, although that would be a goal, <laughs> a life goal to travel and drop rocks everywhere. Um, but because people come from all over the world to visit Cape Cod, visitors come here in the summer and they would stumble across my rocks. Um, I also evolved the project where I started making inspirational gardens. So I would take pieces of driftwood and I would write hashtag the kindness rocks project on the board and with pretty much the directions take a rock if it means something to you or share a rock with a friend who may need the message or add one to the pile and join us so people would come and take photos of them share them on social media take some rocks and relocate them back in their community or actually start projects in their community so right now rocks are in seven different countries um, all over the United States. On our website, we have a map, which is super cool that people can add their location of where they've joined and where they've planted gardens or dropped rocks. So it's really, really great. Wow, that's really exciting. And what kind of, like, what are some of the messages that are have gone out on the rocks? I know there's there's hundreds of them, if not thousands, but just give us some examples. Yeah, so, um, you know, I take... Um, a lot of responsibility for the messages that I personally write on the rocks. And I also, um, you know, request that people really think hard about the messages that they're writing as messages that are uplifting and could be meaningful for others. So 
you know, when I started at first, it was simple messages such as faith, love, joy, hope, which is, you know, blanket um, words that can evoke different feelings in people. But as um, as time went on, I, I, I wrote messages really that I could relate to in my life, whatever was going on. So, you know, on one day I wrote, don't ever give up or give in. And then I received um, a message back from a young girl who on YouTube was talking about how she found that rock and she was walking with her therapist. She was experiencing extreme depression and she saw that message as a sign left just for her. And it was a turning point in her depression. And I thought, oh, that's amazing. And so the messages that I write can have so many different meanings for so many different people, but they are all uplifting, encouraging, empowering, and positive. Wow, that is so exciting. And now, as you were saying, you've kind of expanded this project so that um, other people can can start doing this. You've got instructions on your website. Um, what? And I think that sometimes groups get together and 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 write messages out. Is that so? What is that? What you've seen happening? So. Um, I started this as a hobby and I did it for myself to make myself happy. And as a result, people have then evolved this project and they've moved it along in their communities in many different ways that I could have never imagined. So people are getting together, Girl Scout troops and schools and churches, and they're gathering and painting rocks and they're creating gardens and they are taking this project to levels that I never even dreamed of, which is the amazing thing of, of a project that becomes a movement. So by the energy of many, people come up with really creative ways to bring the project to the next level. Wow, that is so cool. And it's it's a great example of how one person, you, can make a, an enormous impact on the world simply by following your heart. Yeah, and, and, the, and the most powerful part about it is, and I tell people about this when I speak to groups, so, you know, you just need to know the very next step. So for me, it was paying attention to what made me personally happy. And so I started dropping rocks, and it made me happy. And then I started inviting other people to join. And the impact from this project, I am just the person who planted the seed, the people that have joined and all the energy that they have brought to this project has created a movement. And so we all can have an impact on this world. And the impact is if we really change our mindset to how can we be the best person today when we go out into this world and how can we help make another person's life better, whether it be dropping a rock or holding a door or smiling at a stranger, whatever that is, that becomes contagious and it can affect others in a positive way. So we each have an impact and we are all responsible. I love this saying, and I put this on many rocks. We are all responsible for the energy we bring into this world. Mm, I love that. And especially, I think especially in the world today, that message that everyone can have an impact is so important. Absolutely. I think we all get stuck in the negativity that we see on the news. And 
Um, we get caught up with our faces and our phones on social media, and we busy ourselves with numbing activities. And so we're disconnecting, and we need a way to come back and connect with others because that's what the world needs is more connection and less disconnection. And so how do we do that through kindness? Exactly. No, that's wonderful. And it's so interesting what an impact some rocks and some time and, and heartfelt messages can make. That's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, I'm just so happy that, um, you know, I'm just so happy that that I um, paid attention <laughs> and I grabbed a Sharpie, you know, two years ago and um, paid attention to how it make, made me feel. And I'm so grateful that, you know, people really enjoy the project. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, it's one thing that I, uh, it's a theme that I frequently hear coming up in this podcast is that listening to that little voice inside of you and acting on it, whether it's a voice that's encouraging you to do art or write or cook, you know, anything that it is, it's, it's really just getting in tune with that. Do you find in your coaching practice or in your life that most people are in tune with it, that everyone has the voice or what, what's your take on it? Yeah, absolutely. I think we all have that voice deep down inside, but it's buried um, deep beneath life, right? All the experiences that we have and that little voice in our head drowns out really that voice that we have deep inside that, you know, is a clue. It's trying to whisper at us like, this is what you should be doing. This is what you love um, because we have so much fear, and the fear is, you know, people won't like us, me, people won't understand me, you know, this, people won't understand this. I mean, basically, we all want to know that we matter. And we get caught up in, you know, things such as having things like shopping too much, or the way that we look, or the job that we have, so it can provide us with the fancy car that we drive. Um, when the reality is, is that happiness comes from within. And where does that come from? It's your purpose deep down inside. And it's that little voice that we all have because we each have a purpose. We were each brought here with some amazing thing to contribute to this world. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And I think that oftentimes, like you said, when you started dropping the rocks, you had this little voice asking, am I being weird right now? And I think all of us that have made some kind of step towards our own authenticity have had that that moment of self-doubt or or fear or whatever it is. But then when you step through it, it's my belief that that's when you're able to share your greatest gifts and make the biggest impact. Absolutely. And being a parent coach and dealing with three teenage daughters, you know, my hopes are that, you know, as parents, rather than focusing on our kids fitting in. We want our kids to stand out. And when I say stand out, I don't mean get straight A's and get into Ivy League colleges and look a certain way. Standing out is being happy, being authentic, and being their true selves, even if we don't understand what that is. Being supportive of our children to live their dreams. And the best way that we can do that is to be a role model and pay attention to that little voice inside of us and how can we be a model for them. Mm, that's such a great message. I, I really appreciate that. 
So Megan, one of the things that you frequently speak about and write about is vulnerability. And I find it really interesting that you've chosen that particular topic. So I'm wondering if you can speak to us a little bit about the importance of vulnerability as a parent or as, as a child when, when we're dealing with our own, when we as adults are dealing with our own parents. Absolutely. So vulnerability is um, something that I strongly believe is a superpower. So when we are vulnerable, we're actually connecting more with our true selves. Because being vulnerable means um, not being in fear. It means going for it anyways and showing up as the true person that we are. And I believe and I have found in my life and I speak a lot to my clients about this, that when we are vulnerable, we open ourselves up where some people may not like us, right? And I always say, not everybody's ready for my energy. <laughs> it's a kind way of saying they may not like us. And so the beauty behind that and the lesson about being vulnerable and not always being liked as a result, rather than being afraid and going back into your shell and conforming, when you own your vulnerability, you weed out all of the people and the things that don't matter in your life. And so you find your tribe, the people who honor you, the people who matter to you and you matter to them. And so you cut to the chase. So vulnerability is an important ingredient that we all should use in serving ourselves and the world. So Megan, when you were talking about vulnerability, one thing was coming to my mind and it's, it's a, um, I guess it's kind of like a saying about um, how, how if you're not living in authenticity, if you're living in some kind of lies that you keep telling people, it's, it's so hard to keep track of all of them. And it's just so much easier to be yourself. There's, there's a release, there's a freedom that comes from letting down your guard and not worrying about what people think about you. Do you, do you agree with that? I do. I absolutely do. I know for myself that a large chunk of my life, I cared too much what other people thought of me. And as a result, I acted in a way that wasn't in alignment with my true self. And that's just too much hard work. It's way too much work. And actually, that's where, you know, you bury yourself beneath all of that and you become something who you really aren't. And then in that process, it brings you, you know, great unhappiness because you're not sharing truly who you are and you're almost always on stage, which is totally exhausting. Exactly. And then by the same token, you're attracting the wrong people because you're not attracting your authentic tribe. Exactly. And then you're spending time with people whom you don't care about, yet you care what they think about you. It's like this, <laughs> it's a self-fulfilling prophecy of, you know, life is a snore <laughs> and you don't want life to be a snore. You want life to be exciting and you want to be happy and you want to like live um, a fulfilled life. And in order to do that, you have to be authentically yourself, which entails being vulnerable and opening, opening yourself up. Wow. I think you just described so many of the world's problems right here. <laughs> so thank you. Um, so I wanted to ask you a little bit about your coaching and a lot of the work you do revolves around parenting and 
particularly around parenting teenagers. So why did you pick that demographic? So um, I, you know, for, for about the first year of my coaching, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted my niche to be. Um, and so when I talk about my niche, I mean like my wheelhouse. And I am a mother of three teenage daughters. I have two in college and one still in high school. You know, that being a parent of a teenager is really difficult because teenagers um, become, they're not yet adults and they're no longer children. So it's this really interesting time when a person is trying to form, a human being is trying to form who they are in life. And they have a lot of decisions to make. What do I want to be when I grow up? What do I want to study in college? Um, Yet they are really uh, um, living in a pressure cooker, right? They want to fit in. They want to be popular. Um, So they, that's the age that where they are very vulnerable. And so many children at that age act out in many ways. And, And when they act out, they make parents crazy. And then the relationships break down and then the parents beat themselves up. I'm not a good parent. My child is doing something wrong. Help me, you know, and, and it's really your, your children aren't doing anything wrong. You are not parenting wrong. You're doing the best that you can. They are doing the best that they can in the society that we live in. So basically I work with people all about what we're talking about today is how do you show up authentically? And how do you open up communications and how do you create better relationships? And so that's what I, why I focus on parent coaching um, around this age group, because, you know, and here's the thing. I don't typically coach teenagers. I coach parents of teenagers. But I, if I knew then what I know now, my life would be differently. So I do believe that um, coaching for that age group would be wonderful, but in coaching, the client has to be ready, and many teenagers aren't ready to hear this message. Right. No, definitely. I, I would agree with that, and I, too, am a mother of two teenage girls, so I relate with everything that you're saying. Um, so I'm just wondering that it, it seems to me that there's a couple of things that are coming to my mind. One is that by the time we have teenage kids, there may be some thought that um, you know, as a parent, I should have my act together by now. I should know what I'm doing. Why would I need a coach? But at the same time, even though we as parents have all been through the teenage years, there's so many new challenges and uh, um, factors that are present in our kids' lives that we didn't have to deal with. It's, it's very different today, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. It's a different world. And here's the thing. They are all different. They're different individuals. They are not, you know, the person that we were when we were a teenager. And so we get caught up with judgments and assumptions about what's going on with them when it's completely different from what we experienced. And, you know, I look at um, our children as I am a firm believer that so our children come into our lives So we've made an agreement before we come into this world and their souls and their souls and our souls already made a karmic uh, agreement before we entered this life. And so they are brought into my life to teach me something. And I am in their 
their life to teach them something. And so if we parent from that standpoint, rather than I own my child, my child is a result of me. If we look at them as a separate soul that came out onto earth and, you know, we're just sharing this life together and the lessons that we can learn from each other, it takes a lot of the pressure off. Um, and it also, you can disconnect from that, you know, well, when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. because it's a totally different experience for that person. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Our kids, you know, the, the, the childhood, the, the first 18 or 21 years of their lives, that's such a valuable time. And it's, it's a, a time that we don't want to waste fighting with them all the time, as, as frequently happens with teenage kids. Yeah, absolutely. The small stuff, which I still do every day. I still, <laughs> you know, like the laundry or the making the bed or the, you know, whatever it is. But when I put it into perspective and I think about why they're doing it, so it's it's just very interesting. It's always this like, you know, push and pull and, and it's normal and we all experience that. But it's it's, you know, really to take that deep breath and that mindful moment. I love the best quote that I love that I share with people, right? Because a lot of times people are either depressed and they come or they're um, anxious. And so my favorite quote, by Lao Tzu is, if you're living in the past, you're feeling depressed. And if you're living in the future, you're feeling a lot of anxiety. And if you're in the present, you're at peace. And so when I deal with my kids, I think about that often, both for our relationship and for what's going on in their life. And that quote kind of pops up a lot. (laughs) So in the moment, if I want to be at peace, I really can't focus on the anxiety about, you know, whatever the struggle is going on, you know, um, I need to just kind of be in the moment and deal with what's happening right now. Megan, that is great advice. Thank you so much. And you know what I've noticed with my kids that that never ceases to amaze me is that so often I'll say something to them or try to give them advice. And in the moment, they are absolutely arguing with me or ignoring me or something unpleasant frequently, unfortunately, is the case. But then a a week or a month or a year later, I hear them say the same thing, like they got the lesson, they got the message. And it it just amazes me when I hear my, my older daughter, the other day, she said something about, well, happiness comes from within. And I was like, yeah, I I think I might have said that to you three years ago (laughs) when you screamed back at me, but they do hear us on some level. They absolutely do. And, you know, in coaching and in my parenting, um, one of the, I'm going to share with you all this really great thing to do. So instead of making a statement, if you ask and you communicate with them in an open-ended question, you know, tell me more about that or what does that mean to you? Or how did you come to that conclusion? If you ask them, that's how communication is rather than telling them, that is very powerful. And I found that in my parenting that when I, um, when you, when you give somebody a question like that, they think more about it. And so it resonates more with them. Oh, that is wonderful advice. I'm definitely going to try that. And I'm sure that it will help avert those those little arguments that can spark up. So thank you so much. I really, I really appreciate that, Megan. <laughs> 
So Megan, thank you so much for being on the show today. You gave us some great advice with um, to, to help us deal with our kids. And I really loved hearing about the Kindness Rocks project. That's fabulous. And I look forward to following that, that whole initiative as it grows. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to today's show. My guest was Megan Murphy of Megan Murphy Coaching and the Kindness Rocks Project. You can find this complete interview, links to Megan's website and pictures, and a video of the rocks on our website, readysetgrit.com. Thanks again for joining us, and please tune in again next week at the same time for more inspirational stories and tips for creating the life of your dreams. Thanks for tuning in to Ready, Set, Grit, your life on purpose with Ellen Barton. Look us up online at readysetgrit.com where you'll find daily inspiration, links to our social media, and where you can access our eBooks and online classes. Ready, Set, Grit, inspired actions, real results.